Hey, good morning, everybody. Glad to be back here to uh, chat this morning. We got Dave coming up here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, we'll talk about what's happened last week and what we can expect to happen here shortly. 105.7 Light FM. It just took my breath away. It's Berlin there. We're at 839 now, 21 before 9. We're going to check in on your money and see what the Sam Hill is going on on Wall Street this morning. Kind of an eventful weekend, and that makes it well worth our while to make sure we're checking with Philip Statler. He is on the phone with us, courtesy of Statler Financial Service from an undisclosed location, kind of like the vice president. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. Finished up one conference last week, and uh, I, I think this is my last conference for a while. Thank goodness. Tired of uh, tired of on the go, but uh, but this one's kind of a neat conference, Dave. This one is a um, basically talking about risk and uh, how to make sure that you are compensating uh, for the right amount of risk that you should have in your portfolio. So three days of of that coming up uh, starting at about 11 o'clock this morning. So it's uh, it's going to be a good learning process uh, the next couple of days. Absolutely. And that's kind of what you do, try to make sure the amount of risk in a person's retirement portfolio is optimized for their stage of life, right? Exactly. So uh, this is an important conference, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to learning lots. Sounds good. I look forward to hearing more as we uh, progress through the week. Uh, setting the table in the morning, at, uh, Friday is almost irrelevant because the world got turned upside down over the weekend, but we'll go through it anyway. The Dow ended up closing Friday down 159 points. Standard & Poor's down 11.6. NASDAQ was up by 18 points, and that closed out September, which we need to make note was the worst month of the year by a pretty good long shot, and that didn't help the third quarter one tiny little bit either, did it? No, it didn't, and I've got those numbers for you, Dave, actually. It's kind of amazing that I pulled those together, but the Dow was down 3.85% for the month of September. The S&P 500, I'm going to say, was maybe the biggest loser. It uh, it came in at uh, down four point. See if I can get it to tell me here. Four point one five, I believe, and the Nasdaq was uh, was down five point three. The worst of all of them, down five point three percent for the month of September. Which kind of makes you glad September's over. We can say, oh, poop, and go forward. I had something out of that just kind of backing up that point. Uh, we're 116 of the Standard & Poor's 500 companies in that have issued guidance on their quarterly reports so far. And uh, the, it wasn't a good month for reports in general. Of the 116 companies that issued guidance, 74 of them, that's 64% of them, have issued negative guidance. In other words, we ain't going to do what you're expecting us to do in the quarter ahead. That's about 10 percentage points better than we're used to seeing, or more than we're used to seeing out of the Standard & Poor's 500, which kind of underscores the fact that something you and I have been harping on for a long time. Yeah, people, the economy is slowing down, and I kind of wonder whether or not that fait accompli that we're calling a rate increase in the September Fed meeting is going to happen, looking at all the leading indicators that we're looking at. Well, it is. It's interesting to see there's still a lot of things in the air, right? I mean, Congress uh, avoiding the shutdown. I mean, that uh, that implies we've got, what, 45 days before it happens again. 
Um, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to play the yeah. same stupid game with Matt Gates and the uh, and the speaker for the next forty five days until November seventeenth. And do you think they're going to pass one dang bill between now and then? You know, I, I just uh, you know, I'm I, I don't think so, Dave. I, I just have my doubts as to what this is really going to play out and look like. And then you've got on top of that now. You know, you mentioned it. Student loan repayment starts today. Um, yes. You know, pe- those folks haven't had to ma- make a payment since 2020. Um, and I was reading an article and it said, like, starting today, it's going to be seven to eight billion dollars, not a year, but a month that's going to go towards student loan repayments. That's that much money is going to be taken out of our economy and spending. So, you know, that's going to put pressure on a lot of folks. And it's going to be a money-tightening effort on the economy, which may or may not be what we need. But the net effect is it's going to take 7 to $9 billion a month out of the economy and out of circulation. And to add into that, that happens to be the heaviest consumer-based population base, too, because we're talking about uh, Gen Z as much as anything that's paying for it right now. That's right. It is. But it's that it's, group that's going to be the, the most affected. And they're the heaviest consumers. Expect avocado toast futures to fall considerably over the next few months. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to make light of it, but you know, that that is the young consumer intense generation that we're taking into the shorts with you know most of all of the bunch. And you did mention the government shutdown avoidance. Uh, we've got until November seventeenth for it to be happening, and uh, we're going to have upsets almost daily. Uh, coming out of the House of Representatives because uh, some of the fringe Republicans, kind of led by our Donny Osmond lookalike from up in the panhandle, Matt Gates, uh, they're going to be introducing uh, motions to vacate the chair on an almost daily basis, uh, trying to uh, can Speaker McCarthy, which is just going to clog up Congress even worse. Not only are the, pan- are the bills they're likely to pass with the Republican majority dead on arrival in the Senate, but then we're looking at the notion of having uh, procedural issues clogging up the works for the rest of the month. I'm not optimistic about November 17th. I got a sneaking hunch we're going to see this movie all over again. How about you? Yeah, I think so. I want to mention two other things that I saw um, over the weekend. One deals with mortgage rates. They anticipate mortgage rates are going to hit 8%, the highest. <clears throat> I can't remember where it's been from, but, that, but that's just crazy numbers um i mean i remember when i tried to buy my first house it was 14 and a half percent but you know that was the 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 early 80s so but uh but the other thing i saw and this one was goes against kind of the earnings reports that we saw and, and it comes to travel um talking about travel may be um maybe slowing down uh, because uh, those people that wanted to get their, quote, revenge travel done from COVID have, have accomplished that and uh, expecting travel to start to slow down, which means maybe, maybe, just maybe, prices will start to fall when it comes to travel uh, with the expectation in this travel report that first quarter we could be heading into a recession based on this travel report I read. That's intriguing. All that pent-up demand from the COVID pandemic, now we're kind of regressing to the mean, and it feels like a big drop, doesn't it? It does. It does. And we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that all pans out. 
Absolutely. It's, it's obvious from our pitter-patter this morning that we don't have a lot of report information. There's not a lot of macroeconomic information coming out, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a boring week. Uh, we start out with the jolts job openings coming out tomorrow to see how good the hiring side of the economy is. At the end of the week, we've got the usual pile of things coming in. We're going to get the ADP private sector employment report on Wednesday, first-time unemployment claims on Thursday, and then that legendary official federal unemployment rate on Friday. This is going to be a market-moving week, even if you took the political news out of it. It will be, Dave. Hey, do you want to know how Hmm. much oil went up last month? No, I don't, to tell you the gods. (laughs) I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah. (laughs) It went up 6% last month. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I've been reading the ninety-one, ninety-two, ninety-three dollar a barrel numbers every morning, and uh, I know it's up too dang much now. Six percent. That's not going to help the CPI figure we get later on next month, isn't it? No, it sure won't. Sure won't. Absolutely. And we saw a little bit of that out of the uh, PCE figures that came out on Friday. The uh, personal consumption inflation rate, uh, the core actually reduced by a little bit, headed in the right direction, but the uh, overall. Exceeded the expectation by close to a half a percent of memory serves. So it, it shows up, you know, what our cost of energy is, and that affects a whole pile of other stuff, like, for instance, food that's also out of the core. Uh, yeah, the price of energy affects us all the way through the economy. Resetting the does. table. Oh, absolutely. Resetting the table. It was a mixed bag on Friday, and then the whole world changed on Saturday as we uh, ended up finally averting that government shutdown and at least one level of panic relief. How are we doing 45 minutes before the markets open up this morning, Philip? Dave, we still got red ink this morning heading into the open. We got the Dow down two-tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 down uh, a little over a tenth of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is basically flat right now, uh, and, the, uh, and the Russell 2000 is down a third heading into the market open. On the um, commodities side, We've got um, gold trading down almost 1% this morning, silver down almost 3%, down 2.8. And then we've got crude oil up about a half a percent to $91.25 a barrel right now. That's a little lower than actually peaked last week, but geez, I don't (laughs) like that. Overseas markets, the Asia-Pacific Rim was mixed with a tinge of pink. I got a lot of flat, dead, zero, even numbers. The only major mover is the Australian index that's off by about a quarter percent as of the close at 6 a.m. this morning. If I go over to the European community, it's uh, mostly red ink. They're following our futures. Everything is pretty well down by between a quarter and a half a percent. The overall uh, European index down by about a quarter percent halfway through their trading day. Uh, somebody needs to get some stability into their retirement. You've got even more tools now at the end of this week, Philip. How do I call and make an appointment with you? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037, where we can help walk them through our core retirement design. Uh, and then they catch the Statler Financial Radio Show this weekend on Highlands 730 and 95.3 FM. All right, three times a weekend. We'll see you a little bit later on this week, depending upon your seminar schedule. Come back even smarter than you already are, all right? All right, man. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You can't see it.
Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye now.